Hello and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave, the movie talk show where each week one of us takes a movie off our shelf, presents it to the other, and discusses it at length. This week we've got coming off of Dave's Shelf, 1997's The Devil's Own. Indeed. Directed by Alan Pakula. Yeah. Starring Harrison Ford and Brad Pitt. Woo! Here it is, week uh, another week, David. How have you been? How are you doing? And uh, why the movie? Why now? Well, Phil, I'll be happy to report I've put together a pretty good baseball team. I'm pretty settled with. Finally tweaked. And uh, I've made it. I've made it to the third game. I'm in currently in the fourth game of the season. I'm 0-3. A bit of a rough start, but I got a good Jays team. Uh, I got Torkelson at first, Marte at second. I got Dulac Cruz at short, Ramirez at third. Mullins in the center field, uh, I guess a little week after that, but I'm pretty happy with the organization, and uh, I also drafted a Braves team the next day, and I, I, I played one game of that, and I, I, that's it. My new, my new rule, which I told my wife to, to get some respect back from her, uh, <clears throat> is every time I want to draft a team, I have to do it on the treadmill, right? Because I'm only hitting buttons, so I can, I can run and hit a couple and select players. I'm not playing the game, so... I can. Gotcha. I'll be. I'm gonna lose 40 pounds uh, within a couple months if, if I. Well, I'm proud of you, David. I'm happy to hear that you might uh, shed some of that baby fat you've been carrying around for 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they call it brown fat. Uh, so you know, brown fat. Well, there's some difference between there's different fats apparently. There's brown fat and there's regular fat. I forget anything else to do with that, but it's a thing. <laughs> I don't okay, know. then. I don't know. Look it up. Sounds look it up. Perfect. Look it up, buddy. <laughs> uh, why? Uh, what brings you to this movie uh, here off off of your shelf? Oh what, yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, okay, yeah, do we owe right, the pleasure? Sorry. I just got. Uh, I, I just drafting a team in my mind. Actually, I was, my mind wandered. <laughs> Doesn't sound um, like you're on a treadmill. So <laughs> great noise cancellation here. I mm-hmm. uh, I think I uh, just I had watched it years ago probably just a couple years after it came out. Watched it at one time after that, and, and then I think, I don't know how I watched it. I, th- I felt like I may have owned it. I don't know. I didn't really, I guess I could have saw it on, on cable. I don't feel, that's not really, I, I'm not a guy that watches movie on cable TV, I don't think. But then again, it's all a blur to me, the, the 2000s and the, the 2010s. Uh, but I recently purchased it, um at sunrise just i was on i was like i need to buy i need to i need to add some to my collection like you are notorious for and <laughs> yes. uh, so i grabbed a hand i bought 30 movies in the last like three weeks it's yeah, ridiculous yeah and i'm the one with the problems uh he, <laughs> but uh it doesn't cost any money to draft a team just so that just just about four hours of my time where i should be doing something more productive just time but um fair I digress. Uh, so I grabbed a few, and this was one that was, you know, twelve ninety nine. You know, under the D section, obviously. And I think, oh, you know what? That's a movie that I didn't really like when I watched it, but it's a movie that I want to like. So that's all I need to make the purchase is the desire to like a movie, uh, even if it's not a, not a good movie. Um, and so I thought, well, let's give it another watch. Watched it with the misses. Because I was curious to see if it was a me problem or it was a her problem or our problem, or and then bringing you into the mix uh, just to get your opinion of this movie because I think it's uh, it's got some meat on the bone. It's it's chat worthy. I think it's worthy of a conversation. So having said all that, I mean, actually, have had you seen it before, or is this indeed a, a first time viewing? Philip, tell me. It's a first time for me. I've never mm. seen this movie before. Fantastic. I had no interest. No oh, interest well. <laughs> in seeing it in 97. I don't really know why specifically, but yeah. I was never, as you know, a Harrison Ford guy. Uh, Brad Pitt had impressed me in something like Seven, but he wasn't a, a go-to guy either. Uh, Pakula was interesting because he's directed uh, Clute, which I loved. Um, and? All the President's Men, we talked about him before. One and, of your favorites. One of my yes. All-time favorite movies. Which makes me um, wonder why you didn't give this one a chance. So we all uh, we all want to know. Well, why? If I if I'm honest, I don't think that I knew that. I don't know that I'd even seen all the President's Men in '97. That probably came a little bit later. So ah. it just was a product of not being interested in the in the in the trailer and not particularly being captivated by the actors. So I've never seen the movie. And around this time, I'd heard some bad kind of 
uh, yeah, didn't have great bad reviews. words. Let's say around around the accent. Yeah, uh, I the, heard that the too. Reviews weren't all that I great. That, yeah. There was a bit of. I was reading a lot of like EW and uh, Premier Magazine and so forth, and Snob. they had talked a little bit around the behind the scenes stuff uh, not being. Now I don't particularly care about things like that, generally speaking. But probably more in '97 was I maybe more tapped into the the what's happening behind the scenes of things. I was reading a lot of those magazines in my later years. I it just didn't matter. Whatever was on the screen is what I was I got kind you. of eager to see and and, t- and think about. So okay, this is a first watch. Uh, I, I for whatever reason, as I said, it just was off the radar. And well, thanks to you, yeah. I was able to. Uh, you know, carve out some time and check it out. Uh, a nice little tight 150 compared to some of the movies that we've talked about in recent uh, months. So, well, uh, I was happy to do it. Last week aside, of course, with that uh, breeze of, of course. Watch. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> well, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, okay, and then that's I didn't I did also hear about the, the Brad Pitt and the accents and, and not getting great reviews. I did not hear about the behind the scenes stuff. I'm not sure I want to hear it. Uh, because um, it's, it has a couple actors I really like, so I'd hate to see hate to hear them involved in some sort of, you know, that's ah, nothing too complicated. They just didn't really like each other that much, by all accounts, and uh, they started shooting without a script and or like without a finished script anyway. And you got two, you know, fairly at that time, you know, Pitt was an up and comer, but Ford was obviously well established, so they each want to kind of. You've got a a script that needs work, and you've got two actors that want to be the star and the lead and have their own yeah. arcs and motivations. And I think I can uh, see that you got the guy, that's some the, of the stuff that, uh, yeah, you got the, the up and coming guy and the guy that's been around for, yeah, I could see the potential for some conflict there. I think this is, if I'm not mistaken, the first time they worked together and I, I don't think they've worked together since correct me if I'm wrong. Though, obviously, no, obviously, so. yeah, there's all, I mean, they, they both have a, a really long list of movies. So, it's possible. Well, we're, we don't have the <laughs> the time nor the resources to look at it right now, but nothing sort of pops out. You know, it felt no. more or less like there was decent chemistry between the two and so forth. So whether well, they liked each other or not off, stay, uh, off screen doesn't really matter no. to me. They're professionals. Uh, They're professionals, and they, exactly. they, they kept it off screen, and that's why they, keep, that's why they call it off screen because uh, that's where it happens. Now, do you, did, you find, did you have issues with the accent yourself out of curiosity? With Harrison uh, Ford's accent, I, for, 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 for a little bit of time, I found myself uh, in a bit of a the kids are calling these days a situationship uh, with uh, with uh, with an Irish girl uh, when I at Vancouver in Vancouver. So uh, I loved her accent; I thought it was really great. Her uh, his uh, is okay. Yeah, it's not okay. enough to take me out of it, but there's a couple of moments where I did really get on the cusp of. Breaking out of it, it reminded me a little of DiCaprio in Blood Diamond, where hey, there's nothing specifically wrong with it, bruh. Uh, <laughs> but it's still not great. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't. I'm not a dialect uh, no, coach or, no, or have not. any real no. uh, connection to to the language, so I don't want to come in too hot. But there is something feeling a little off, and maybe it's because I know their regular accent is so not that rather than there's a problem with the accent they're trying to use. I can't explain it, but there were a few times in the movie where, uh, it was one too many eyes, uh, yeah, they're big to, on to, it. To, to really kind of gel. I didn't love, I didn't love his accent, but it wasn't enough to take me out. All right. Thank you. I didn't bother me at all ever. So, uh, cool. Oh, well, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just want to get that out of the way, and then we can get to we can get more uh, into the movie. I, I do obviously first before we do. I want to hear some just initial thoughts. You know, don't give everything away, but just some uh, some comments you have or the overall of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just ask the question, man. <laughs> uh, well, you know um, what I mean? Uh, yes. Um, here's the thing. I think this movie isn't very good. But I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. It's just not very good. Um, Interesting. I'm, I watched it and felt like nothing of import was happening in the movie. I had some issues with some of the plotting. Uh, I thought in my brain that something like Clear and Present Danger kind of provided a little bit more, for lack of a better term, weight to the sort of Irish conflict. Um, oh, you're talking about Patriot Games. Incidentally, 
Patriot games. I apologize. It's the other one. Yes. Um, so I thought that at least addressed some of that stuff. This movie is sorely lacking in a real grounding of the plot. What is happening and why it's happening and why Pitt's character is so entrenched and why Harrison Ford is so oblivious. And like all of that stuff, I think, isn't very interesting in this movie. And they don't do anything to really make it interesting or try and make it interesting. And I think that the two movies, the two leads have kind of distinct paths without either of them really having what I would call like an arc or a reason for being or anything like that. So I thought overall the movie was really bland Mm -hmm. and uninvolving. Um, So not anything specifically bad, but I just, I felt like I am not compelled by anything I'm watching. That, that's that's an interesting comment, Phil, because I can't quite put my finger on it. When I first watched it, I did not like it at all. And that's But that was because I'm expecting big things. Harrison Ford, Brad Pitt, and this is like, I watched it probably a few years later, so Brad Pitt was peaking when I watched it. Sure. Uh, He's so, a thing. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, he definitely was. I think I was had watch Spy Game by then even, so... Uh, I was a big fan, so I I wanted big things. And, you know, at that that time, I thought I was half Irish. I am not. I am 0% Irish. Uh, I'm half Scottish (laughs) and uh, half Swedish. I just found that out recently. Uh, It's neither here nor there. So so (laughs) that connection doesn't actually exist. And then I watched it again a little bit later, and it left me a little bit cold again. I don't know where my headspace was at the time, and I hadn't watched it probably since, and that would have been you know, 2005, 2006 probably. So it's been, you know, 15, over 15 years probably since I watched it. And I, I will say that I actually found myself on some level enjoying the movie. Your psychology is very strange to me. It, it, I just want to address it just for a quick second. Yeah, please. <laughs> because I think about I think about movies that we've talked about, maybe uh, something like a Rocky or, or, you know, French Connection or whatever that – that the world has said and like kind of put the stamp on that these are the greats of, of cinema. Garbage. <laughs> and you watch like half of one or all and you're like, I'm done. And yet mm-hmm. something like this, which like nobody appreciates whatsoever, you're willing to watch it four separate times having never really liked it even the one time. And this is not the first movie. I feel like we've talked about a few of those where you're like trying to convince yourself that it's maybe better than you think it is, whereas some of these other movies, you're trying to convince yourself that it's worse than everybody else thinks it is. It's a very strange thing to listen to. I'm a strange man. Time. Yeah, there are some Repo Men vibes There's here. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just interesting <laughs> to me that it's kind of, that you're like, I'm going to watch this for a third time, even though I didn't like it the previous two. Yeah, That's again, different different, uh, different head, head space. Uh, yeah. so, this is first time sober watching it, so there's that. <laughs> Uh, I do find it a little bit more relevant with maybe what's going on in the world, so that might have been a small bit of it. I, I, I don't disagree where the movie is has a level of blandness. That that sort of still remained. But the movie this time around made more sense to me. There's a couple of scenes that I really liked. I didn't find it such a slog to get through. Uh, like it okay. was I just yeah, the first couple of times I was like, oh my God, this movie is it ever gonna end? I didn't have that that <laughs> sense this time around, so it was engaging enough where I was, you know, interested enough to keep uh, keep viewing and not feel like it was um, uh, taking a lot of effort to watch. So something sure. to be said that. So maybe we can peel it apart and uh, and see what things are, are like uh, likable and where maybe the movie does fall a little bit short. That's interesting that you mentioned that they were working with an unfinished script. Uh, we'll certainly talk about the end of the movie when we get there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I found it difficult to really place any particular blame or, or a, a place to point at something yeah. specifically yeah. wrong with it. Like, but I do bad. feel like it's a bit disjointed. It's not bad. It's just mm-hmm. sort of, it just lands. I, I, I think that mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that I was expecting something more because I try really to not do that. But I do think that there are two scenes in the movie that I think it wants to be important and I'm expecting some sort of resolution to the conflict they've presented and the culmination of that is soft, let's say. It's a soft landing. There isn't like that really dramatic moment 
that heightens the tension or that gets exciting. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it hits some of the contrivances of the genre. And that's, their tropes are tropes are tropes for a reason, right? You want to see, in the best movies, they're taking a traditional trope and they're kind of playing with it, subverting it a little bit, uh, mis- misdirecting you, whatever else. Mm-hmm. But these things exist. You know, we've watched a thousand movies, or I certainly have. And there's movies that you know the beats, you know they're coming, but how they get there and who's performing and you know how it's sort of worked out in the stages. All of a sudden you're like, you know, I know this was going to happen, but man, when he delivered that speech, it mattered. Or oh, when he got gunned down in the in in the battle, yeah, I really I knew he was not going to make it through the movie, but I really was interested by how they did it or whatever. And this movie just didn't provide any of that. I was curious going into what this movie might be. Mm-hmm. It's not about a friendship torn apart. It's not about a cop wrestling with his value system. It's not coming to terms with uh, the international intrigue of the IRA and the 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 war of, of of Catholicism and Protestants and you know like the histories of of the IRA and so forth. That doesn't come up at all. We're to we're sort of to infer it, but it's not a plot point. Um, there isn't a torn love interest with Natasha McElhorn when she says something like, you know, I, I, what I would have done for that in my teens. Uh, it's and they have that like kind of weird necking moment in the in the in the in the in the yeah, scene. A lot of necky stuff. Love it. A lot of neck, but none of it really seems to have any real connection. That's all. I, it just doesn't. It just feels like each scene is its own scene and not building to something else. It did lack the emotional sort of punch I, I i tried to get there i really did and uh i almost uh, fooled myself but when i watched it the second time I'm like yeah <laughs> but i mean there's there's some good i think there's some good performances here to be had oh for sure i, I don't want to take any, anything away from that i feel uh the woman you just said who played megan there a, a very young irish meryl streep one would uh, one would say but that's more of the look she definitely has there. a look definitely has a look the look yeah but let's uh let's get back uh Let's, let's go back a few years. Uh, the prologue, Philip, uh, it takes us back yes. to the childhood of one of the main characters, Brad Pitt, uh, in, in Ireland. The fisherman, his dad was, and they they don't really beat around the bush. They get they get to that pretty quick. The reason why he is the way he is. So there's some pretty quick exposition to kind of set the tone of where his character is coming from which means they don't have to spend a lot of time on it to find why he's the way he is. And I, I'm okay with that because I don't want this movie being 220. It's not going no, to help it at all. And I think, I, I mean, this kid who they got, great eye acting. Yes, very very like, good eye acting for sure. Yeah, and a very good Brad Pitt too. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was... Like a young, a young Pitt. And then when you get into the the music, let's briefly talk about that. You got the Cranberries. I had a couple of their CDs. Uh, oh, I thought they were uh, huge. I love yeah, them. I mean the Irish. I, I like Irish music, and I think they 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 utilized it generally uh, pretty well, especially at the beginning for the intro yeah. song. We've got the score. We got the score by James Horner, who in 1997 oh, really? also he happened to win an Oscar for Titanic. Another Irish yeah, yeah, themed uh, score and Titanic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I, that. I do. I kind of disagree a little bit on the. We know why Pitt is how he is based on the fact that he saw his dad get killed. Because to me, you, I can you know I see why he might be like fucked up by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an IRA story without ever talking about the IRA. He's just a kid whose dad is a fisherman and gets killed. And that's why he joins the IRA. But we don't know why or who anybody is at this, at this point, nor even throughout the rest of the movie. I didn't find anyway. Maybe I missed something. But I get why it might turn somebody, like, kind of, for lack of a better term, bad. Because they've seen Certainly. it happen and they want revenge. But I don't know who they're revenging or what the circumstances are around it. And all of a sudden there's missiles in a few in a, in a, in a half an hour. I just I felt like as a way to get into the movie, it's a big action scene, or at least like the the violence of it. I liked how abrupt it was. I think that that's a great way to get you kind of hooked. Sure, yeah. And uh, in terms of like, oh my god, they just killed this this guy right in front of his son. Like that's a good hook. And they obviously pay it off a little bit in after the credits where they have the big shootout. Which don't even get me started on that. Well, you're gonna get me started on it. We'll talk about it. But the the big shootout. <laughs> is a bit of like, okay, you're starting this movie off with a jolt, but I didn't feel like any of it really meant anything to the grand plot. 
Well, I think they they they, they don't want to have to give us a history lesson. So seemingly, yeah. I I was perfectly fine with it. I I know a little bit of the history and it, it everything made sense. And I think yeah, it yeah, it, it, it does want to give us a bit of a punch with some action. I like that it didn't sp- spend too much time in the prologue and then it, it kind of gave us that jolt. I mean, it didn't uh it wasn't amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't really find find any flaws with it. What was it? Now, obviously, you were triggered a little bit, Philip. Uh, tell us what what you didn't like about the uh, the sequence. Well, you know, I I already I'm not a big fan of big shootout sequences on general. You've like, gone on record on that. My I, interest I, is I, I appreciate I your my position very clear. Mm-hmm. But my biggest issue with this scene is the escape plan. I don't understand how logistics. And again, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to nitpick because I, I really do try and, and approach these things with the the best of intentions. So you say. So I'm watching. So I'm watching <laughs> this thing, and there's all this sort of you know guns and shooting and Uzis or at least some yes, sort of machine gun. Saw the I, Uzi. I can all dig it. <laughs> there's a Uzi. I can dig all that. I have no problem with that, except that there's apparently like two thousand soldiers in front of this building. <laughs> Watch the and <laughs> zero zero <laughs> people. South. In the back. (laughs) And I just think that that is dumb, right? Like, it's uh, one of the things I hate, even in horror movies and anything, is when the. uh, We talked about uh, my. Part of why I hate the Lord of the Rings movie, particularly the last one, is there's three people battling a horde of 100,000 orcs, right? And it's all this big CGI moment, and these three people. And they survive. And I just think that's. It's impossible that that happens. And so. I, I, I just find it so obnoxious. And so this, it's like you're painting the front as being like this impregnable, they've got tanks, they've got military, they've got bombs and guns, and and then the back is a is a garden. <laughs> and nobody seems to care like that. I, right away, I was just like, this doesn't, this is this is cheap. I, I did. I got I over did. it because it didn't hurt me, but I was like, this is lame. Just bad yeah. thinking. Like, it's just bad thinking. It's not like the thought didn't pop in my mind. I'm like, yeah, that's a little bit of an easy getaway. I wish they would find ways to tighten that up. I mean, you know, maybe they're just not very good at the tactical. Maybe they've got some rookies happening here, uh, you know? Yeah. It's cheap yeah. storytelling. That's all. Just, it's it's I, just, it shows, it's a lack of detail. Well, they do get away, uh, thanks to the uh, poor um, yes. organizational yes. Poor skills planet. of the Army. Uh, and then Brad Pitt's in a... Bit of a hideout there. Uh, I can't remember that actor's name, but I, I know I've seen him show up before. I believe he is Irish. We, we have talked about this gentleman on three separate is previous yeah. occasions. Really? I feel like we had, but maybe not. I didn't realize it was that many. Where, what's what am I? Is he from? His name is is David O'Hara. Uh huh. He's a face you can't forget. No, uh, yeah, I didn't and we've forget sh- him. we've chatted about him in Cold Pursuit and Contraband. Okay. And uh, okay. cowboys and aliens. All my all great picks. I must. Well, no, I came in. I came in. <laughs> say good pick on the uh, on the last one there. That's right. Uh, but they're all yes. your movies, and yes, uh, yes. and uh, all have him in it. And I was like, why did we have? We should have had the best, uh, <laughs> whatever his name is, movie. Best, best David O'Hara. Yeah, of last year. So well, maybe, yeah. different seasons. He would have only had uh, oh, cowboys yeah. and aliens last re- year and two years ago. Packed them all uh, into one. I'll find a few more on my shelf. See if I can. Uh, Oh yeah, he's, some, he's got some doozies. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll be happy to take <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, I think that's um, a pretty effective scene. Not, I mean, nothing mind shattering, but, but by any no, stretch. it's just got to get him. You got to get him to the U.S. at that point. I think that that's yes. really all. It kind of that's my next to, note. That's pit, pit in America is my next note. Actually, he does have one good line at some point around that time, though, where Pitt is saying, "I can't remember if it's before he goes or after," but he talks about how. They say they want peace, but what they really yes, that's want a hideout is scene. surrender. Yes, that's that's that's. I thought that was yeah, kind of interesting. A, that's a great David O'Hara yeah. moment, really. It just sits there though because it isn't connected to anything I feel like in the movie. But it is a line that I thought was really good. Yes, I mean they do uh, they do make some efforts here and there. It's not consistent throughout the movie that they they want to give us a little bit of an idea of what's what's going on. But I think there is that sort of uh, by that time you feel feel like you should sort of know what the conflict is, and they don't want to spend too much time on it, which I can understand, I guess. And this movie is about more of a just um, Harrison's character and. Pitt's character and them specifically with their backgrounds, uh, which they are. But he meets the family. Yes, they're just Irish, but they don't they don't 
it doesn't seem to matter that they're Irish. Oh, it matters, buddy. In relationship to what's happening in the world, it but I agree. It almost matters too much. Um, now, can you kind of figure out the guy? Was he a judge? The guy that's bringing um, Pitt's character to Harrison Ford's house? Was he a judge? I have no idea. Okay, I have no idea. I thought that I have a note that says, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, I thought I remember him being a judge. Obviously, he knows Harrison Ford's character, they, so he's certainly in the world of, of law enforcement. Um, I guess. Do you <laughs> only know people that are salesmen? <laughs> 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 like, I think he can. Might, well, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he knows someone else that isn't well, I think a cop. He had, he had known, <laughs> but he, know, he had known um, Harrison's father. Uh, um, Tom's father. Yeah, they do go a little Tom's bit back. Father. I just think that they, it. This is just another example of they we're watching these people be connected. Uh, I don't mean to to jump on it, but they're we're watching this movie present to people that are connected, but they don't really go anywhere out of their way to explain how or why. So this guy is just a guy who drops this Brad Pitt on Harrison Ford's show, you know corner. And we're to infer that this is a deep, long-lasting relationship, and it matters, and it's this and it's that. But I never feel that in the movie. That was one of my pain points, was that character specifically. I didn't know his motivations yeah. for helping out Brad Pitt, and, and apparently, you know, he's sponsored many of these. Well, that's his cover story, I guess. But, that's what he says, yeah. Uh, and why Megan is living with him. Like, I don't know that. That's, that, that seemed to be odd to me, that she was mm-hmm. living in his house. So that's probably... I would say, actually, my biggest issue with this movie when it comes to plot is I didn't quite understand that relationship. So I wish yeah. they had made that make a little bit more sense, I will say. but Yeah, it's uh, not even paid off at the end of the movie either with that character. He doesn't have any real... No, no, he's like, just... Like, comeuppance, there's yeah. not... Like, there's... Yeah, he just gets the... He the, just denies it. Just and, denies it. And don't, that's still it. don't know why. Doesn't matter. Money. I mean, it's ultimately it, it comes to money. I guess. I guess I just let sort of left it at that. Yeah. But I wish they would have gave him a little bit more of a character. Luckily, I feel they made up with it when it comes to like villains. I guess you would say with Treat Williams, and we'll get into him in, in a little bit because his scene's coming up. But uh, that's why I think maybe the it's kind of softens the blow because of Treat Williams, where mm-hmm. I, it didn't you know ruin it for me because he's not the true villain of it. But it's alas, like the infrastructure. Um, is kind of how I think about it, right? Like, what's the infrastructure of mm-hmm. this, of this system, yes. of this plan, of this? You know, how deep does it go? We don't really get any of it. It's just we're going to send you to America. He's going to shave and he's going to be there and live with, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, it, I yeah. would like more, a little unpolished. Some of the, I would like more some of the why around that. You know, that's all. You're a curious man, Phil. That's what I love about you. You're curious. I don't need it to be like for uh, spoon-fed, right? I, I'm allowed for. I'm allowing for ambiguity, but I just think when your movie is hinged upon these plot points and elements, to to not mention it is kind of like almost it's lazy. I do think, however, in the, the introduction of Harrison Ford, this guy has got a a, a charisma on screen that is uh, pretty unparalleled, Un- yeah, and I think that the the family scene when Pitt does show up at his sort of front door is really mm-hmm. a sweet, generally speaking. And I thought the same thing in those, uh, in the Jack Ryan really movies sweet. too. It, 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 all yes. of the sort of family scenes uh, with Ann Archer and, and Thora Birch, like those are all really cute, sweet relationships. And this one now with Julia Stiles and, and a couple other people, um, I thought that that was also well-maintained. Um that you're like, oh, this is a an everyday. He plays that kind of role pretty well, and I thought that scene was pretty sweet. I, I would agree. Sweet, I think, is the perfect word for it. And I, I love the fact that he's the only man in the house, and they kind yep. of use that to their advantage um, with sure. having Brad Pitt. Because it kind of speeds up a little bit of their relationship, because you got to get these guys kind of buddy-buddy a little bit. Yes. Um, to make to make it kind of – to make you kind of feel more when things happen later in the movie. And I like how they utilize it. Like he has to get out of the house, and he's just going to pick up milk. But come with me, and they stop at the bar. And, uh, yes, there is a you. camaraderie. So, yeah, that that. Otherwise, I agree with you. I don't think that that would have been. Uh, I don't think that they have enough reason. Without yeah. that, to sort of like they don't do a lot to make that relationship grow. But I do think that that having another guy, you know, another person in the house that can pee standing up. Is what Ford's line is, and, and, and a great is, line, right? Exactly, That's a great and I think there, kind of... I think there is some some built in chem, like camaraderie that comes from that. And as you're saying, like, come with me to the bar, let's sort of be friends and buddies and what have you. And I think the fact that um, Tom has Irish roots, so they have the the game of yes. pool, 
I mean, it's yes. the two Italians against the the Irish, and I love the fact that the guy's trying to tell him that he's a uh, uh, whatever agent he is. Uh, he's like, no, nah, he's just he just runs the pet shop down the street. Yeah, he's a pet exactly. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I like how they have a, a little fun like that. I love the fact that the cover story is construction. Here's Brad yes. Pitt. Yeah, what are you what are you doing here? Yeah, it's construct. And no one no one asks no one asks the question. No one pushes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's. I think it's fun. I think they have fun at the dinner table. You know, the cabbage and the, and the yeah, beer and the. You're bathed in uh, in beer for baptism. Yeah, baptized, so. baptized in beer. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. So there's there's some good dialogue to have there. So I think I think they have. I think they do a pretty good job of sort of at least trying to get that sort of, that that family life and the stakes a little bit. Um, obviously later when, um, where the, their, his home life is obviously threatened. Yeah, sure. That happens later on. Absolutely. Yeah, it gives you a little yeah. bit of that. I thought that scene was really sweet. What I didn't really like, and this is where I think the movie kind of diverges in a way that I don't really know it uh, pays off well enough. Um, but all of Harrison Ford's kind of cop things, yeah, let's talk I really about did that. not yeah, yeah. enjoy. Uh, yeah. I thought Ruben Blades is an actor I like. Yeah, I knew you would. Uh, generally. But uh, in general, that whole piece from 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 minute one all the way through everything relating to Harrison Ford as a cop I didn't like I didn't really connect to I didn't really buy what are your okay. thoughts on that and we can dig a little deeper on the on the specifics if you like yeah I wasn't I wasn't a big fan I don't mind the events that that happened necessarily uh, but the delivery of it wasn't really impactful I find and didn't really land terribly well but uh, but yeah. again, not not terrible. But it just didn't it didn't add a lot of value. I don't think to the movie. Yeah, I didn't really see any value whatsoever. I thought the Ruben Blade stuff. I, as soon as I saw him, I just thought, and because maybe again, I've seen too many movies. But I'm like, this guy's gonna die. I wasn't sure when or how, but I was like, yeah. this is gonna be this is gonna be a plot point at some point. He's gonna get in his thing, and it actually it took longer for that to happen. Oh, and well, they threw in go. this other piece that I was really kind of unsure of or didn't really enjoy, but. I, I feel that they need to give Garrison's character something to do. We can't ha- we can't That's, be all yeah. Brad Pitt's character. We need to have this sort of fifty fifty ultimately because that's how it kind of ends, right? It's like, well, it's fifty fifty. They do they both live? One live, one dies. Uh, so I think that's they're keeping us busy. I think with uh, with his character. So yeah, I think I actually mean, that's maybe my problem is that it is just a placeholder. Is how yeah, I feel. it really, it like really it is. Doesn't, Has Harrison really played a cop before? Scene. I feel like he's played almost every role, right? He's been the president. Yeah, he's been a lawyer. Uh, he's, he's been a been, prosecutor. He's, he's been, been a space ca- pirate. Ca- uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's been a <laughs> <laughs> <An> historian. Uh, <laughs> An archaeologist. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's been a cop before, but... Oh, uh, Hollywood Homicide, which will be coming off the shelf this year, maybe. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, I guess <laughs> he was in that, too. Let's move on to the good stuff. Because I think we both can agree that the good stuff lies with Treat Williams. Am I right? Absolutely. Like most good things, they yes. begin with a treat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, much like the, the cop stuff, there's sort of, we talk about three. I, I still want to talk about the police stuff. Let's get back to it. I think we're going to keep uh, talking about the scenes. There. I just, the, <laughs> we won't maybe go, I won't go as depth. But there are police scenes coming up that obviously factor into the movie, but not the plot. If that makes sense, the plot, yeah, because there's sort of three interactions with Treat Williams. So we kind of talk on the first one with the the meeting of them, and obviously they're they're both sort of uh, there's a definitely a um, you know a dick measuring contest going on <laughs> between these two guys. Uh, I guess it's a pissing contest. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. I always lose them, so I don't really know what they're called. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it starts with a dick and measuring, so- and then you got a pee, so it turns into a pissing contest, and you know these contests can really get out of hand. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, so I, I like, and I love, I love, I love that. I love the sort of you think you're smarter than me, or you think you're in control and you're running the show, and no, it's me. So I, I think they do what. A really good job, and this is one thing. I, this is what really impressed me. I think mostly about this movie is, I find that whole story really tight. It didn't really leave me saying, "Okay, well, that's not going to happen," or "Come on," you know. I just think they did a really good job with that storyline, with those two specifically, the the kind of back and forth tug of war of power between those two guys, and I was really impressed. And I think that's just a really good role for Treat Williams. 
Yes. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. I think. Did we we lost yeah, him. yeah. He died this last, year. Yeah. Last last year. Last year, maybe. Yeah. Recently, though. Uh, but I had a but I had a great career and played a lot of different characters. But I like this character. Uh, uh, the smugness, the you know, I'm a king shit sort of character. I think he does a really good job with that. So yeah, he's great. Uh, I would only hope you're going to agree with that. Yeah, he's or he's else. great in uh, as a burger in Hair. He's excellent in that. He's uh, wonderful in a movie that might come off the shelf later this year. Uh, Things to do in Denver when you're dead. It's on the short list. It's not on the long list, but uh, we'll see. Um, but <laughs> okay. yeah, he's great. I, I my only complaint around their interactions because I like every scene that they're in together. And I like every um, their dynamic for sure, and and the power play, like you're saying, all that stuff. I just don't know or care why they're at involved with one another. The the movie's like kind of too vague to get into any of the the. Oh, meat you got to figure the, it out the, for yourself. Phil. You know, I think it's, it's just money for missiles. Yes, okay. that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> don't don't don't. But for don't what end? To what purpose? Like none of it don't really matters. The movie it. doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I but I do like it. every scene that they are together, though. So I, 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 I they do have merit there. I thought it was really, uh, it is really. Yeah, good. Treat does it such a well playing that role that I thought, yeah, this guy is a guy that's dealing with arms. He has his little as bar as a, sort of his cover, and uh, he's that, got that business mentality and uh, pretty cutthroat. And um, I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, one thing that that sort of proves the point of trying to kind of add some meat to the Harrison Ford character is the is the we alluded to it earlier where there is the shooting in the back and he's got a cover for Eddie and there's all this other stuff. It's like Eddie hasn't been established as a guy that's like reckless, that's that's a, a cheat or like that is maybe a, that their relationship is anything but chaste, you know, and like honorable. So the fact that he shoots this guy in the back and 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 Harrison Ford is so offended by it. I just think again, it's it's designed to try and create emotional moments for Harrison Ford to have with Eddie Rubin Blades, uh, and I just think it it totally misses the mark. Unlike Eddie, who hit the mark <laughs> really clearly, right in the uh, center of the back, right, <laughs> right in the, the center middle. of the back. Um, yeah, but there's no re like it doesn't go anywhere either, right? Like it's not like it's it's just a it's just an extra thing thrown on that i don't think has any merit or relevancy did you like that scene or did you think that that grounded those two performers or but that it's, relationship i just felt like it was so just tacked on it didn't have any relevance to me I, i'm not a big fan of the choice I, yeah. I know like we said they're trying to give harrison's character something to do while while brad pitt's character is fermenting over on the other side there yeah that, i think that's it it's the trickle down right like it's like oh well we need harrison ford to cover uh, to spend the next 45 minutes of the movie doing something so we'll give him this it's a they, crisis of faith then he has to yes. and he has to and he has to and none of it is relevant but yes i agree because because brad pitt's character is sort of you know doing things so I, yeah, yeah. I, I get the reason for it using this one i think isn't a terrible choice it's a bit of an easy choice oh we'll just have a cop yeah. uh killed an unarmed man and then he and then we have the same age-old story of of covering for your partner, and again, I've I've been watching uh, the Shield. I, I know you love Michael Chiklis, but I don't, I don't think you've seen the Shield. It's I recommend it. It's pretty good, okay. but yeah, it's never it's all it. about it's all about that. It's all about Chiklis's character doing something he probably shouldn't do, and then it leads to doing worse things because you start down that path, and it sort of just gets you can take more chances and. And, and things like that. So I, I know that's what Harrison Ford's character realizes before he starts making those decisions that Chiklis did. He's like, I think I'll just retire because I'm just yeah. going to – he recognizes, like, I've, I've taken that one step to being dishonest, and it's just um, – I, 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 he's smart enough to realize it's not a road that he wants to take. But I, I, I do find the whole – lying for your to, to protect your partner it's such a it's been so done and the only person that has told the truth that i've seen is bruce willis in striking distance and dennis <laughs> dennis farina as we just watched in rainier games uh even though he was his uncle wasn't really uh impressed with it but uh you know he is family so he's kind of stuck in the middle there but that movie is coming off the shelf like it or not this 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 year I think we already uh, know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
I just don't like. I don't like Eddie. Uh, I don't. I, but I, I'm not. Re- you're not really supposed to like him. So I, I get that. I think you uh, are. I think you're supposed. Well, I to don't. Be when he's introduced <laughs> at the beginning. He, they're they're buddies. He's got a funny little joke about the you sit in the back. I'll sit the, the and that's it. After that, I'm yeah. out on Eddie. That's it. But he's For, Harrison likes him, so we're supposed to like him. But I don't really yeah, feel well. so. I so I feel nothing when he breaks the l- rule. Yeah, it just all of it is. Yeah. Fry like he should he should pay for what like I, I I don't want him I don't want Harrison covering for him I don't think Eddie made a stupid decision it was yep. senseless and unnecessary and he becomes what happens to him later was completely unnecessary too which we'll talk about that when we we get there because you know me it drives me and probably you nuts when that Bonkers. that happens bonkers uh, Phil will go on record saying so mark uh, it down but it. But it does give us a pretty good conversation with his wife, uh, Harrison's wife, at the coffee shop. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that would have been mm-hmm. after. Sorry, I don't want to jump too far ahead, Phil. I, I, I believe before that, he has he has a few drinks. He's pretty upset about the whole situation, obviously. He's, yeah, he's, he's clearly lied rot. And, yeah, yeah. I think rot's uh, it's something you could say he was. And uh, Pitt's got to pick him up because he doesn't want to drink and drive. And I, I respect that uh, for sure. And it kind of leads to some dialogue and an interesting conversation in in the car ride home. Is there is there something you enjoyed about that or or not enjoyed? I don't know. I think that's the first scene. I think that this movie wants us to convey or wants to convey some real emotion and connection between the two, and I just don't feel it. Um, it's not bad performances in general, but I, I just think it just doesn't. You know, he talks about his dad dying right in front of him. It talks about uh, how that may have messed him up. It ends with Harrison Ford kind of snuggled up in the, <laughs> in the, in the front seat, you know, and like they had this kind of moment uh, together. They talk about, uh, I think this is where, you know, they say that it's, it's, this is the, they are the fuckers, you know, kind of line. And also uh, Pitt trying to affirm Harrison Ford by saying, you know, this isn't an American story. It doesn't have a happy ending. It's an Irish story, which obviously kind of comes throughout the rest of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good line. Um, but overall, I just thought the the scene where there could have been some real uh, emotional connection, I felt a little flat by the end of it. Strangely, it just never got there for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got, I got pretty close. Uh, I do like what he asks uh, Pitt's character if he's killed anybody. Yes, sure. And in, instead of answering the question, he tell he says, "My my dad was killed, was shot in front of my eyes," which is sort of a him telling him, "Yes, I've killed many people." Yeah, he, that's what I got out of it. It's him say it's him answering the question, "Yes," with more of the reason why he's killed people, versus Correct. just saying, "Yes, I've killed." So I kind of like if that's what they're going for, I like it. Uh, I'm on board with it. So. Um, but it, it wasn't an incredibly powerful scene, but uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't too shabs. But I do like, and, and and then then it's the scene with his wife and Harrison's like I lied, and and she seems like hey you're a good cop, don't worry about it. She's like you know, uh, she was in Independence Day. That that's where I've seen her. She played um, okay. Oh, what's that? Oh my god, I'm terrible. I'm getting worse with names as I've gotten older. Who, who's the guy that's in Jurassic Park? The chaos theory. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. She plays uh, his ex-wife in Independence okay. Day. But I think they get back together at the end. I don't know. It will not be coming off my shelf this year, so don't worry about that. Uh, I've never seen that movie. Oh, <laughs> maybe it will. That's a, it's a Roland Emmerich. I know hey, you love Roland Emmerich movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Poor man's uh, Michael Bay, I must say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I love when she says that you know what I've she kind of comes around and, and and is on board with him retiring. Say, I was the only Irish girl in Brooklyn to not want to marry a cop, and sort of is saying jokingly, it's like you know what I support your decision if you want to retire and not be a cop. Uh, it's okay with me. And then they they kind of head home to to make sweet love. Philip, yeah, was the yeah, was some, the plan some planned fornication for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, what happens instead? Tell me. However, well, it's however. a home invasion. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, invasion of a home. Yeah. Once again, doesn't really serve. It's it's a very tenuous grip on keeping those two stories somewhat connected because up until this point, so Seven. so the idea that 
that you have to do something like this because it it, it is the only time in in all of this now hour and ten minutes that these two stories interlap, kind of at all. Um, but I think the overall the scene itself is kind of unnecessary. It's just another jolt of uh, adrenaline. But uh, I, I did it, it meant nothing. What I did like, however, was that the re, the follow up, which uh, you know when Pitt kind of goes to confront Treat about it. But generally speaking, oh yeah. As a scene itself doesn't really do much for me. Did you find that compelling? Were you you know excited? Did you watch uh, like to watch an you know no, Harrison Ford kind of deliver some some beatings? That's not really what uh, I I cared about actually. I, I felt like it served a purpose where Brad Pitt's his actions, his character's actions, now affects Tom's home life. Okay. So I think yeah. I think that's important. And I think it's a necessary part of the movie, and I think it's 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 delivered fine. I think it's well choreographed, and Harrison a couple punches here and there, and and uh, Brad comes in with a some a big chunk of wood or something and starts hitting people in the back. I think it's effective. Yeah, firewood, yeah, yeah. And there's and there's no reason for them to take her hostage. They just use her just to get out. So I think it's uh, one thing I like about this movie is the decisions uh, with all that story arc with Treat Williams's. Him and his gang, uh, I think, are really well thought out and, and all make sense to me. So I, I, I think it's an important part of the of the film that to, that tells us, hey, what his character's doing is now affecting the home life, and that's going to be a problem because he's got a wife, and that's going to anger obviously Tom because they have built this friendship with each other over the last couple of weeks or what whatever it is, and now you put my wife in danger and kids that's i mean that's not cool you know yeah but not none cool. of it is ever really paid off because they don't he doesn't know anything about it yet not yeah but so, he, he so so it's it doesn't he, he if he had found the money with without well, that like th- that happening doesn't spark harrison ford to suspect him to look around to follow him to trace him it, i didn't really feel like that at all it did it, it, but that's exactly what it did because once his wife comes downstairs and says, well, none of the, all the jewelry is still there. There's nothing missing. It's very subtle, Phil. And I know I'll, probably only someone like me will pick up on it. Uh, but <laughs> Your attention to detail. <laughs> then his next scene is in the basement. He's like, well, they must be, must have been looking for something to, else. And it maybe has something to do with, with, with Rory or Frankie. So he goes down, downstairs and he's just thinking. He's pondering. He's looking around. He's like, what did they, what did they want? They didn't want... They didn't want money, so why do you? Why does someone invade your house and not take any valuables? So he's he's a cop too, right? So he's thinking of from a sort of detective sort of brain, and he's just kind of thinking downstairs. And then of course that's when he realizes underneath he's standing is sort of hollow. It's like oh, well, let me check this out, and boom, finds the money. So I I, I have to disagree. I think that's all done incredibly well. He has a, a very small reasons to, to suspect something and uses his police. Uh, his uh, instincts to to sort of figure it out and then he knows obviously once he finds uh, $200,000 or 2 million I forget what the the number was uh, and a gun I think uh, or no Brad had taken the gun but uh that, yeah, the passport. there's something he finds more the passport. yeah uh, yeah so he finds well there's clearly something up and then he calls Eddie said Eddie I'm going to I'm going to need you which that's the one thing I don't like I mean I know he needs backup I know having it one on one is probably it's probably better to have somebody else there. I just hate that he has no friends. Yes, like you have to go with the guy that just fucked you over. You know what I mean? Like he just cost you in a, in a roundabout way your career. Like he's yeah. forced you to retire, and he's the guy you're gonna call. That I don't a, like. And from a plot perspective, he doesn't need to do that at all because he could have just called his partner. Do you know what I mean? Like if there was no drama between the two, he would just call him and say, "Hey, I need your help," and it would have happened. So it kind of negates all of the other stuff before it. Yeah, either way, I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't like it <laughs> yeah. either, but it just, like, to me, it negates the entire plot line before. It's like he's going to get his help, so he yeah, already offers yeah. to help it- him, and he's already and he's killed for his trouble, which would have mattered if, if you're looking from strictly an emotional perspective in terms of movie making or, you know, emotional manipulation. If he is not a dirty cop... Then him dying matters more than if he is a dirty cop, and we're as an audience told to not like him or trust him, and now he's just been killed. So whatever, 
you know, we feel better about him being killed. Not to suggest we're rooting for it. I was. Well, maybe. But I just think in general, it's just something <laughs> yeah. like, it's just like you cheapen the moment by adding this other stuff. And because there's no ambiguity, Eddie is there with him as soon as he asks him to do it. And Harrison Ford covers for him as soon as he's been asked to do it. So there's no drama. There's no tension. So I just think it's entirely unnecessary. So I agree with you that I hate it. And I just think I hate it for different reasons or more reasons. More reasons. Yeah, you got a lot of hatred in your heart, Phil. I worry, I worry about you sometimes. Yeah. Um, it just comes out once yeah. a week in this podcast, and I feel better the rest of the week. Or is it every other week, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> twice a month. Twice, twice a, a month, month I have to go through a, a catharsis. Uh but then they, they have their confrontation, which I think there's some good dialogue there. Some, some you know, which confrontation? I I, this I, is treat and pit. No, no, no. That's oh, that's well, that's even better. Uh, no, I was talking about Harrison and, and and Brad in the basement. Oh, okay. And um, Brad's character Rory is giving him the sad story, and I think I think it's really well delivered. I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, what do you do? Like, here here's my sad story. And what do you expect? Uh, and we just like, oh, well, what happens if your kids were, you know, shot, uh, gunned down? Oh, well, keep going about your day. Mm. It's, it's like it's that it's that pity moment where you understand it, but it's still coming across as like, you know, pity me. Yeah. And I think I think it was I think it was really well performed. I was impressed. And Harrison yeah, wasn't it's having okay. it. And he's still a man of honor, right? Like He's still like, I'm not buying into your pity. Though I am softening a bit that I don't want you dead eventually, uh, that I, we, I just want to do the right thing to sort of make up for the Eddie thing. Like he's trying to – that's what I'm getting from it. It's like I'm going to do this right. I'm going to try to bring you in alive so you, you get a fair trial because the English government wants you dead, right? And so I think, I think there's some good stuff there. I really do. Okay. I disagree, but uh, that's okay. Well, okay. Well, let's move on. But we, one thing uh, we can't agree on <laughs> is Treat Williams – and <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I, I like the yes. scene where again Brad Pitt is going to is to just shoots him in the knee, shoots him in the knee, like just kind of walks in and yeah. keeps calling him a stupid yeah. man, and yeah. is uh, and and the reveal, the sort of subtle reveal that the people in Treat's uh, office are the people that went to the house to, to yes. attack. Yeah, I, I, that's a subtle black, not, black eye. Yeah, so yeah. I like that. I thought yeah, that was perfect. actually pretty good. Um, it's pretty perfect. And I like, uh, again, the stupid man stuff. And then I like that they show his old dear friend, Sean, uh, yeah, pulling yeah. an old Clooney, hanging out in the trunk of a car. <laughs> he's just, yeah, <laughs> what do you think about that no trunk lo- situation? Well, I wish the best trunk scene so far this year. <laughs> um, I think we should do the trunk award every five years so we have enough material to go with. Uh, so it only has only has one contender right now, I believe. <laughs> yes, uh, you know that's a tough one. Jennifer did look better in a trunk. There you go. Than Sean did. So uh, I hate to admit that, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. I got some trunk uh, movies on the short list. Yeah, and then sort of kind of mixed in at the same time. We're kind of going back and forth between characters. Uh, obviously, then we have the confrontation that we just that I just talked about. So we'll just kind of move past that. And then they take Brad into custody, and then there's the garbage truck, Phil. And let me tell you, you ever get stuck behind a garbage truck? Happens to me every time I take my wife to work downtown. Oh, really? She always goes on Tuesdays. So now, now I finally figure out, hey, Dave, why don't you take a – there's 18 routes to get to where I want to go. I'll just take a, a different route because it's right before an intersection. So it's, it's tough to go around them because it's so close to a set of lights. So – so you gotta wait, and then, but he's there forever. You literally have to pass, but you have to wait forever. So, anyways, I get it. I could really feel um, that scene where they get stuck behind there, and Eddie gets out. Brad gets free, completely fine with that. What I don't like about this scene, Philip, and I know you're gonna agree with me. I I just know it. Is Eddie does not need to die. He gets himself killed. It's dumb. He's 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 got no dog in the fight. I think is a term people use. Is that right? Yeah, that's what people say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So put your gun down. Brad doesn't want to kill you, Rory, Frankie, whoever. You don't even know He's what Brad's not... done at this point. I think Harrison just said, "Yeah, but I... put him in a couple." Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but he's he he has um 
what, who he's killed and his motivations doesn't lie with these characters. Agreed. He's not a cold-blooded killer. He's a guy who, who's witnessed his dad's death in front of his eyes by a set of people, and he is after those people. And these two characters are not those people. He even tells Harrison, like, I got no issue with you. I just need my money. I'll get out of your house. I don't want to, you know, cause any more problems for your family. He, he, he was sincere with his relationship with his family. I believed it. Uh, they, they was caring towards them. But he has this fight. And the fight is not with Eddie. Eddie, you idiot, put down the gun. Uh, I don't know if it's because you feel like you let down Harrison's character, Tom, uh, from before, and you feel like you have to protect him, or, or maybe that's what it is. That's the only thing I can get out of this. Otherwise, it's just a stupid scene where you don't have to die, and it really annoys me. Yeah, it makes no sense to me so. either because we've established at the beginning this guy is a murderer. He's a cold-blooded killer, Eddie is. Yeah. So there's no there's no excuse for any of the behaviors of Eddie's character other than it's supposed to give Harrison Ford something to talk about and agonize over or and to die. But again, I don't care about him because he is a stone cold killer. He just murdered somebody and covered it up for no good reason whatsoever. And we don't know any of his backstory. We don't know. Is he racist? Does it because, you know, whatever he just no, no, I just shot a guy plain and simple in the back and I don't care about it. And you're going to cover for me because that's what we do. I assume revenge. Um, There's no good reason. So the fact that he, I don't care that Brad Pitt kills him. He doesn't need to die, but I don't care because he's a monster. He's just as bad as Pitt in some cases uh, in this situation. If not worse, am I right? Sure. So I have no, Uh, I have no uh, sympathies whatsoever for, for it. (laughs) I, I think it's ridiculous that it's even part of the story at this point in the movie. It's so unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, but it's just there because Harrison's a hero and he needs to be like the only one living at the end. It's totally lame. Yeah. I hate that's, it. That, and that's probably, yeah, that's the, probably my, big, my biggest, I think I had a pain point earlier in the movie, but this, I don't know if maybe I was, it was no, it was, yeah, the lack of character development with that judge guy or and then this. Those are my two real uh, irks uh, of the movie, unfortunately. Luckily, there's... Uh, Another great scene with Treat Williams just just around the corner, Phil. Thank yep. God. Uh, at the warehouse. Yes. Yes, and, I enjoyed um, this. Arguably the best scene. And when, I just love the logistics of it. Uh, these scenes can can really go wrong with questions like, why did he do this? Why did he do that? But I think it it's all pretty good. And I got a feel for Tom because Brad Pitt's characters has had – Two heads delivered to him. He's had his his wife's head in seven, yeah. and now he has one of his best buddies' heads. So I can't think of any actor who has had to do the, the the scene where he receives a dismembered head twice in one career. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, <laughs> it's r- <laughs> you know. the real heads too. I mean, and only mean? only two years apart. You know, seven was in '95, and so. Not- uh, it's a uh, it's a yeah. real challenge. It's real disappointing that uh, th- people just lose their heads for him. I, I think uh, well, I think that's why he does so well in this scene. He has experience. <laughs> head experience. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, but I love I love it. I mean, I, I I go on. I've gone on record several times. I don't like that gross stuff. But I think the him picking up the head and rolling it to him, and then pit with the fake money with the explosion coming i think that it's all well choreographed it all makes sense it, it doesn't it, like nobody's missing their shots like a stormtrooper he uses the guys as uh, as cover he quickly gets his gun and turns his you know his body to cover himself it gives treat a little bit of time to sort of get some cover mm-hmm. and then um yeah i think it's i think it's a, a really a really strong scene i think it's well done i agree that it's probably the most uh, well executed of the certainly of the action type of sequences for sure. Um, generally speaking, I think it's a good scene for sure. I like that he continues to call him a stupid man and uh, yeah, yeah. and he kind of gets what he man. needs out of the deal and then he decides, that's it, I'm out of town. I gotta go. Do not pass, go. <laughs> Do not collect 200 bucks, get out. Uh, yeah, you just go. And uh, But he's gotta stop at Megan's house first. So Yeah, to, to, to solve or to 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 resolve some nonsense. I, I see no value there either. Nothing is gained. Well, yeah, I think it's just tacked know, on the, unnesssary. Yeah. I mean it's a woman. You wanna you know, they had some necking there was a neck, neck action yes, earlier. That's right. that's right. There was so a neck. They they made a connection, so I think that needs a to connection. be uh, <laughs> a connection. Okay. Oh god. Uh on that. But uh, again, I don't know 
what's going on in the house, why she's there, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to really tap no, into that. None of it. It's like an hour 20 when he's in the car and Sean has no head. I'm like, this movie's over in 25 minutes and I don't care about anybody in this movie. Uh, and and that just kind of carries on. And he has this moment with Natasha McElhone that doesn't mean anything. And then Harrison Ford becomes like the hero of the story all of a sudden, really, because he hasn't done anything the whole movie. And now he's going to hunt him down. He's going to try and be, you know, they're going to kill right him. Thing. I'm going to bring him in. Um, but yeah, I just find none of it is really believable. And the whole sequence on the boat is, I thought, really trite and really kind of lame. So the last 20 minutes of the movie, I really have dis- disconnected to. Um, yeah, it's not amazing. Part of the problem is Treat Williams' character is dead. Yeah. So we've lost the best part of the, part and, of the and movie. And Ford confronts the judge to no real avail, to no real purpose. Yeah, like, nothing. He just bounces his head off the wall. That's just it. Because Harrison does that move really good. He did the exact same thing to the guy on the train and Fugitive. That's right. You know, takes his head and just same move. He's good at it. You yeah. know? And none of it really matters. But, like I said, he goes and talks to him yeah. and he talks to her and lo and behold, he's on the boat. Like it just all of it really feels uh, condensed and kind of jumbled and unnecessary. So like I said, I, I've kind of checked out at this point. I will say though, like I could remember how it ended. So I, this is like watching it for the first time. And I think Brad Pitt's acting in this last, I think of the whole movie, he was a, a good solid performer. We get Harrison gives us what Harrison gives us. But I really think Brad Pitt with, with what he worked with, the script, uh, like what his job, I think he, I think he hit it. I think he, he got a, a triple, a home, not maybe a home run, but a, a triple, a stand a stand up triple. Okay. Um, okay. You, you, I don't know if you understand the base per, baseball terminology. Well, but, you probably um, don't do a sit down triple. That doesn't. I mean, you know. No. No. Okay. Uh, but I um, just got to draft. A how do you? Right back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, listen, you're you, you're in one in one of my teams on the Braves. You're my catcher, buddy. I drafted you. Oh, that's 20th, very sweet. Twentieth round. You're you got a rating of seventy two with the potential of B. Uh, you know A B C D E. So yeah, you know mm-hmm. there you go. Fantastic. I feel really proud about that. Yeah, you. Yeah, you had a real weak pop fly your first that bad. But anyways, so where was I? Um, how are you? I feel like we had this conversation before. With Brad Pitt's character being shot and not necessarily looking like he realized it or he was <laughs> really holding back, because that's hard to do because you can feel a bullet. I would assume it hurts. Yeah, I've never uh, been shot, actually, but at some point you recognize that you've been shot, I imagine. And yeah, like I know you didn't like like the last 15, as you mentioned, but what about that? Just tell me about Brad Pitt's performance and, and, and everything over the last few minutes. If there's anything, anything you can kind of... Uh, cling on to for for some good I think generally speaking he's a good actor so I don't really have anything particularly against the situation but I don't think there's anything in this last 10 or 15 5 6 7 whatever minutes that does anything for me on an emotional level or a particularly unique or interesting performance there's nothing about it that strikes me as compelling I think it is sometimes a little silly how people get shot and don't know it oh wait what um but generally speaking, uh, other, I mean, the last line I kind of enjoyed just because of the connective tissue. I told you it's not an Irish story or I told you it's not an American story. That's kind of funny or kind of clever or unique to me. But otherwise, there's nothing. Well, I didn't find it funny, but that's good. Yeah, maybe not funny. <laughs> but just nothing of interest is all. So as I said, by the yeah. time it gets to this point, I'm really, really checked out. I'm disappointed in how little they utilized these actors and the story to tell anything interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like his death scene. I think he's a good death scene. Sure, he's a good actor. Perspective, I think. Yeah, I think it really good. But I think yeah, this the acting in this movie, and you can we can joke about the accent is one hundred percent not the issue of this movie. Agreed, at all. Uh, I think like oh, God, we we had some we had some disagreements this episode. Phil, I was a bit worried it might put a little damper on our friendship. But I think we can you know we can unlike char- those characters. I think we can work through it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but what, what sort of, I, I pretty have a general idea of what your, your final thoughts are, Phil, but, uh, or I can share mine first, whatever you prefer. I don't know what the order we like to do this in. Well, I will, uh, happily tell you right now that, as I said at the beginning, um, it, I did not find this movie interesting or compelling or unique or anything. I thought the performances were fine, <coughs> but I didn't think that they were in aid of anything, uh, there was no plot in this movie that felt interesting to me. I felt like it was so vague about what it 
its purpose is. I know that it's IRA related to a certain extent, but not because the movie told me, but because I just leaped to that to, to that conclusion because of the accent. I think the movie would have been a little better suited to give us a little bit more of a, a backstory or a reason. Somebody getting shot at the beginning is not enough to carry the next hour and 50 minutes of a movie because that's the only bit of sort of backstory we really have with this person. So all in all, I thought uh, everything Harrison Ford did in this movie, though performed well, is unnecessary to the actual plot of the movie. And therefore, it's half a movie and couldn't deliver even on that. So it's not going on the shelf at all for me. Uh, happy to watch it, though, because it's a bit of a it had been a blind spot, you know, something that uh, I had heard about and, and not really given much time for. So I'm happy enough to watch it, but I will never watch it again, I don't think, and certainly couldn't recommend it. Uh, how about yourself on the fourth viewing now and and after this conversation well, where are you at i still i still don't love it but i still think it's pacula's best wow um, wow <laughs> you son of a bitch you know it's funny because harrison's stuff in this movie it's all pretty grounded and it's and it's relatable uh it's stories that of that make sense but it's just not incredibly interesting i think at the end of the day and that's where we get the blandness from i think overall there's nothing inherently bad about the movie it's just like it, my first viewing. It just didn't. I, even with my ex, my expectations sort of tapered and not expecting this big action pit Ford movie, which I was really excited for. Uh, it's still just an okay movie, but I I did have some more appreciation for it this time around. Overall, I think the Treat Williams scenes are are really good. I think he. I think the performances are good enough for me to say, you know what, I didn't waste my time watching this movie. I'm okay with the prologue the way it was, and with the with that, I have no issues with that end of things. Had they um, sort of made some other parts of the movie more impactful, I think that that would have been co- uh, completely fine. And I, I I don't mind how it wrapped up, really, uh, though uh, it didn't pack the punch that I would that I got from like Unbreakable or or Spy Game. Actually, I remember just because it's a Brad Pitt movie. I think if you recall. I loved that ending with him in the helicopter. Yes. You know. Yes, you really did. So it didn't have that moment, unfortunately. But it's a movie I would probably revisit maybe one or two more times over the next few years. But uh, it certainly won't be having – it's not a movie I would have a hankering to get right back to, like some movies that we've had uh, over the last couple of years. So uh, it's a little disappointing. But I don't think it was ba- as bad as people made it out to be. When I for we first talked about the reviews, I think I think there's a pretty okay movie in here. I, I don't think it warranted necessarily the, all the negative uh, publicity it got because it's it's got some good some good things to it. So, all right, well, That's it. yeah. Speaking of good things, we're uh, happy to have uh, you listeners with us uh, this week and all weeks. Uh, please continue to do so by subscribing to the podcast and all your podcatcher of uh, choice. Uh, of course, uh, most appreciated if you can uh, share the podcast with your friends and neighbors in an effort to uh, uh, bolster and boost our listenership and uh, get us to the next level. We appreciate uh, you dragging us along, and we'll talk to you next week.